What's going on, everybody? This is Codis with the Yolk Christian Podcast. Today I'm here alone. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, Luke, Jared, how you guys doing? Good. I'm very good, sir. Good, man. Can't complain. Don't sound too excited to be here, guys. All right. So today we're going over. <laughs> today we're going over Ecclesiastes 11 and 12. Uh, first, we're going to go over 11. I'll take the lead here on 11. But Solomon gives us some financial advice, and it starts off just straight, just financial advice. So he starts off by saying, send your grain across the sea, and in time, profits will flow back to you. But divide your investments amongst many places, and when you do, do not, or you do not know the risk that might lie ahead. So I, I, I'm only a high schooler, so I don't know too much about financial stuff, but what I'm getting here is... Don't don't just put all your profits in one place. Put it in a bunch of little different places because there's a better chance of profit. Like spread it all across the sea, as he says, and eventually the profit will come back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my dad uh, a few years ago, and I'll always remember this. Um, we went hunting one time, and uh, he had invited one of his buddies, and his buddy was like 20 years older than him. But uh, anyways, he came over, and we were dragging a a, a are the the animal that we harvested or whatever out of the woods right and uh this dude for some reason or another we paused because it was like a really heavy animal and uh and he looked at me and he was telling me like about my dad and he's like you know he's like super wise and all this stuff and he said i remember this one thing that your dad taught me and he said to have seven different sources of income and so i remember looking at him like how do you have seven different forms of income like you like a person has a job you know that sort of thing that's one income there cartel and, uh, cartel right no um and so that's something that i strive towards in my marriage actually so the way i've always kind of looked at it ever since i've heard that is like currently just with my own income because my wife doesn't work we have four different forms of income um so i have my job then i count like 401ks or like uh anything that i'm investing in as a form of income right um or rather a uh a profitable arena as as uh, solomon describes here so i've got my roth i've got the 401k those are two separate things i've got my income and then i've got a church income so that's four right and so mm-hmm. if my wife were to work then she'd have one from her job her 401k and so that would put us at six and you know whatever else she wants to do so it can be you know the thing is, is like as solomon describes here he says like divide your incomes because um you don't know what risk lie ahead essentially and so if you are to lose one form of income, then you still have the remaining six or the remaining however many you have, right? And so that's why I think it's wise. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's just something that I personally strive for. I think it makes sense, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, Luke, what are your thoughts? Um, so I was more confused on this for whatever reason. I guess uh, I wasn't reading my NLT of ESV here. Mm-hmm. So it, it was talking about like casting your bread upon the waters. So I assumed it was just like just stuff. If not money, is just like your possessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because money is bread. You gotta get that dough. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on earth. So Man, I don't. That is rough translation. Yeah, I'm not smart enough for that. I guess I don't know. I was thinking of it as like giving your money away, but mm-hmm. I guess y'all's makes way more sense. I was, I was thinking of like uh, 
giving it to people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can look at it that way too. And instead of like investing for profitable reasons, you're investing in well, profitable in people. Yeah. So like people. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's another wise thing to do. I'd rather invest in a person than in assets. You know what I mean? So I could totally see that. Keep it so going. now the next part, it says when clouds are heavy, the rain comes down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. And if they watch every cloud, they never harvest. So pretty much that one's talking about risk a little bit. Like if you just sit there waiting for like, say, say you do the stock market. Say you kind of play the stock market. If you wait for everything to kind of get low and then put all your money in, you're going to miss out on kind of risks that you could take. So don't just watch the clouds go, you know, don't just wait for the perfect opportunity. Take a little bit of risk, you know. Um, that's kind of what I got out of that. What'd you guys? Go ahead, Luke. Uh, you got it. I need to, like, read it over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think you're absolutely right in the sense of we need to take risks. I mean, it says that farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. And so that is mm-hmm. literally saying take risks. Um, because there's no such thing as a day without clouds, you know, because there's always going to be the clouds. Coming. So if you don't plan because of clouds and all that fun stuff, then all, yeah, you get it. So, I mean, it's just just because life is uncertain doesn't mean that we should just, you know, whisk it away. We should always prepare. And so yeah. this being a book of wisdom, I think he's just advocating for that. Like, be prepared. D- despite life being meaningless, despite us knowing that all these things are meaningless, we should still prepare uh, because we can invest into the kingdom. We can invest for profitable reasons. Um, mm-hmm. Solomon knows more than anybody else because he got a lot of his money from his father, King David. Um, they had the the wealth. They had the resources. And so he knows more than anybody else the impact that resources can have. I forget where he's at, um, but David had given – how much was it? It was like uh, – I forget what the Bible said, but it, it equated to like – I did the math like 15 million or almost like a billion dollars. That's a huge difference. 15 million and a billion with a B. A little bit. Um, I'm trying to remember the, cause I did it for a, a Bible study for my impact group uh, at church, my small group at church. And uh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was like over a B, a billion. Um, but anyways, so it's a huge amount and this is just to, like to help build a temple. Um, and so crazy stuff, but if we can invest in individuals as again, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to say as Solomon knows to do, then we can uh, adequately prepare. Luke, what mm-hmm. you thinking? Uh, I think it's definitely a risk to invest in an individual, and I'm kind of thinking it, thinking of it like that more opposed to the other way about yeah. it, just like being investing in individuals. But I think it's definitely more of a risk to do that than put it in like a 401k or something like that, because humans are completely unpredictable. But yeah, I'm thinking that the reward can definitely pay off, considering it's not just you that it's benefiting, but like also them and the people that they come into contact with. Mm-hmm. So, I just think that's cool. Obviously, I like what it's talking about about taking risks because you know me, kind of doing that right now. So it yeah. applies to me, and uh, it's comforting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Not taking yeah. risks is definitely comforting. And we like we're like we're like creatures of habit too. Like we like to sit in our comforts, you know. Yeah, we like oh, to stay oh, yeah. um yeah. consistent. But yeah, so the next we don't like change. Go ahead. 
No, change is not good. Change is bad. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, uh, kind of skipping up to six, it says, plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon for you don't know the profit will come from one activity to another or maybe both. So what I kind of see is this is like, I'm going to come back to the stock market just because it's the most like inve- investing thing. But say you put every, you put stuff in one stock, put stuff in other stock. Don't just, it kind of goes back to the other thing. Like don't just put everything in one spot, like kind of divide it. Cause you don't know what it could all bring. So don't, once you, once you're comfortable with one stock, plant more stock, like do more stock. Like, you know, that's kind of what I kind of took from that. Like don't be content if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I kind of think of it like this, like, um, I think, Kodos, I talked with you about like some of my financial aspirations. And part of that is owning real estate and renting it out, right? And yeah. so I, I look at it like that in the sense of, uh, he says, plant your seeds in the morning. So do something that you can plant in the morning so that it can grow on its own while you go and do stuff, uh, you know, stay busy. And Kodos, I told you the other day, you know, idle hands lead people astray. That's somewhere yeah. in Proverbs. Um, and so if idle hands lead astray, then let's stay busy. And so let's let our, uh, the thing that we, uh, the plant, the seed that we planted at the beginning of the day, let's let that grow while we stay busy so that we don't get, get astray. And let's mm-hmm. focus on other things while keeping busy that are productive um, for both the mind and the body and financially and, and for the body of Christ. So mm-hmm. Luke, what you thought? Yeah, I take it um, sort of differently to that. I'm seeing it um, as like constantly be working. I guess, or just constantly be investing in different things and don't Mm -hmm. pick one thing and put all of your efforts towards that because uh, it says, what does it say? Uh, Because you do not know which will prosper, this or that, Mm -hmm. or whether both alike will be good. So Mm -hmm. you don't just stop on one investment, like it said earlier, you divide it between six or seven or eight because you don't know which thing's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like the classic saying, don't put all your eggs in a ba- the same basket, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So just because, you know, don't want to lose a basket, don't want an animal crawl and eat all your eggs. You got to yeah. separate Swiper, it. no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. You guys ever watch Dora as a kid? I watched Dora. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, did I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, Diego just wasn't it. It was Dora. Dora was the way to go. Diego, yeah. I didn't like Diego. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Diego was lame, bro. It was supposed to be like the boy version of Dora, but nah. Yeah. I, I have like a DVD downstairs. It's like D- Dora, but it's like a cowboy episode. Man. I think I was just jealous of Diego. That might have been it. I wanted, <laughs> I, I wanted to be him, and then I was just pissed. I was like, all right, I'll just watch a Dora episode. I don't want to give him. I don't want to give him any more screen time. There it is. Yeah, that That's really it. affected his life a bit. Down with the establishment since day one. Mm-hmm. yeah that's it oh yeah anyway <laughs> the, the next part he solomon here he gives advice for old and young people uh he, he starts off by saying when people live to be very old let them rejoice in every day of their life but let them also remember that there will be many dark days everything still comes is meaningless so like old people let old people enjoy life don't be a a, a pain in the butt to them um but <laughs> just know that when you become old like, congratulations, but there's still going to be dark days, and everything you worked for is meaningless. Classic. It's, yeah. yeah. It's pretty Go much ahead. kind of what it says. In kind of. Uh, I, I took it a, a slightly different way. I mean, yes, Probably. definitely definitely treat the old people well. <laughs> yeah, that's important, um, I think. Yeah, no, it definitely is. Treating others with kindness is, is very good. Yeah. Um, 
I just took it to kind of be a summary of just rejo- rejoice with every new day, whether you're old or new. Because he, he begins to distinguish between the old, or sorry, the youth and the old uh, here in a minute. And it goes all the way through the next chapter, too, um, which is the last chapter of the book, by the way. Um, and in those distinctions, he, uh, as we'll talk about later, I think it's in the next chapter, he talks about like some of the things that happen as we get older as opposed to what things are like as we're younger. <clears throat> and. So he says, rejoice with every new day, speaking to the the elderly here. And he says, in your days of light, which of course could be good days, uh, remember there will also be dark days, like bad days. Um, Yeah. So it's kind of like a, I don't know about y'all, but whenever like things have been going really, really good for a while, it's like, all right, when's it going to start, you know, crashing down? Yeah. And and then same with the other way when things are going bad. It's like, all right, I know it's going to get better sooner or later. Just got to keep riding the wave here when when it'll go up sooner or later. So, uh, Hannah Montana said, "It's the climb." Yeah. Oh, bro! It's always yeah, gonna be another mountain. I'm always Can gonna I... wanna make it move. I love it. I love that song, bro. That that's like, like that and party that's in the USA. Jam. Yes, party in the USA. Yes. I hopped off the plane at LAX with a dream and a card. I love it. I love it. Anyway, it's like, yeah, if, if that's playing, I know every word to both. of those Oh, songs. that's there was a TikTok. It was like how to get every white person hype. And they played that song. I oh, instantly yeah. started I jamming. It. You can't go wrong with that song. No, right. you can't. 100 percent. That would take me from like a bad mood to just like a I'm jamming. Oh. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so young people. Now, this is the advice for you, Luke, because you're a youngling. You know, you're you're a you're little a young man. You're a little man. You can give this advice to Shep, your pupper. Oh, he needs it. Yeah, young people. Oh, raise him in wisdom. <laughs> there it is. This dog's going to learn how to talk. <laughs> All right. Young people, it is wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do and take it all in. But remember that you must give your... Sorry, I, I completely missed a line. But you remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But remember that youth with the whole life before you is meaningless. So he's doing great. And then he gets depressed. But um, what that's talking about is it's fun to be young. You know, enjoy it. Take every second of it. Don't take any of it for granted because it goes by fast. I'll account for that. But do everything you want. Take it all in. Have fun. But don't forget God when you're doing stuff. Don't, you know, right. give give account that God is still God. And he says, do everything, but, or do everything you want to, but remember that God is God. And, you know, so don't worry about your health or anything. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, just remember that you are young, but the future is meaningless pretty much. So, <laughs> everything is meaningless. Right. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's, that's what he said. He said everything is yeah. meaningless. Um, when I was reading the next chapter, the word remember came up a lot. And so since it's talked about here, I'm going to talk about it. Um, so remember in Hebrew, um, I can't pronounce it, not even to try, but it also means bring to mind. And so, which essentially that's what it means in English as well. But the, the definition of remember, but, um, when I, when I put bring to mind in place of that, the word remember in that scripture, it's like bring to mind your creator while you're doing whatever it is that you want to yeah. do. And so it's just like, wait a second. So it's not saying like after your moment of fun or whatever you're doing, it's not saying after that, remember your creator. It's saying bring to mind the in the midst of what you're doing, yeah. God, your, the father, the creator, right? Which of course, if we're getting into specifics, the father instigated the creation through Jesus. But anyways, so it's 
I just thought that that was really neat how he's saying, look, you're young, enjoy your youth, you're healthy, you can move, go mm -hmm. do things that you enjoy, enjoy the life, the things that God has given you, says, and of course in Corinthians it says, eat, drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. But he knows, Solomon knows through his wisdom that young people are going to do whatever they want, and he's, he's encouraging that. Thugs. He's just saying, what now? Thugs. We're gangsters. Thugs. That's right. But young, younglings are. That's right. And he's just saying, look, I know you're going to go have fun. I want you to have fun. Just make sure you, you keep God on your mind while you're doing that. And he says, you'll, you'll have to give an account to God someday. So just make sure that he is present yeah. in mind while you're doing things so that you don't mess up. Just keep him, just keep him, just know that he's there with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's like how often do we do things thinking, oh, nobody's watching, right? But if we think of it as if God is beside us, then we're going to probably live better, honestly. That's just how it mm -hmm. is. So I, if, if we keep God on our mind, if we bring him to mind as we're living this life, then we'll live, live better, have a better account to give, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's pretty much the wrap of it. Everything's meaningless. <laughs> Classic Ecclesiastes. Classic. Yeah, you know. I, I did like how Ecclesiastes, 100%. <laughs> All right, that's the Old Christian Podcast, everybody. This was the yeah. last episode. There you go. <laughs> But I did really like how at the end he says to he says refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. This is still yeah. the message to the young. Yeah. How often do it do we in our healthiness think that we are we're like invincible and so we'll ruin our bodies without even knowing it? Like for example, yeah. like vaping and smoking, and it's always something that with every generation. You just you just look at it. Always yeah. something where we ruin our body. Says keep your body healthy. I have seven you, concussions. I'm doing just fine. What do you mean? Oh, nice football. Right. Yeah, love football. That <laughs> But yeah, do, uh, are we just going to jump into the last yeah. chapter? Okay. Heck yeah, man. Oh, We're going to wow. get this two episodes. The final, because... the final 50 meters. Do -do -do -do. Anyway. I love that. Um, so Ecclesiastes chapter 12, this is the final chapter of Ecclesiastes. And then we're going to move to another book, which we'll discuss at another time. Um, but unless y'all want to discuss it now, not like we're in a hurry or anything. Um, yeah. But so Ecclesiastes chapter 12, of course, you've been able to follow along what Ecclesiastes is about. It's a book of wisdom. We get that. So he starts out by saying, don't let excitement blind you to the truth that God is real. Um, so don't let excitement blind you to your creator. Right. And he says that you should honor God in your youth. So this is still the message to the youthful. Uh, he says you should honor God in your youth and you should remember throughout all your life. Remember him while things are good, not only when the things are bad. So. It kind of reminds me of Job. I know, Kodis, you, you're huge into Job right now. Yeah. Um, so it's it getting to the me. point where like, I'm reading it right now. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, this is repetitive. They're just arguing about, right. you're, you're full of sin. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. It's just back and forth. I'm just like, okay, guys, we get it. Yeah. That's it, just... gets, it gets really good, though, whenever he starts like talking with God. So Yeah, I want to talk important. about the Leviathan. I'm ready for that chapter. Right, right. Almost... Yeah. <laughs> 40 and 41 are winners. Yeah. Leviathan yeah, I have, a, I have a highlighted. I love that. Um, but it just it just reminds me of Job because um, in Job, I, I quote it all the time, even on this podcast. But in Job, he his wife is trying to get him to rebuke God or whatever. And, and so he says, who are we to accept the good things from God, but not from the bad? And I don't know why. I guess I thought of that, but yeah, it just I reminds just read me. read that today, actually. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah. it just reminds me that. Um, we need to remember God because Job was going through it. Like he had lost his family. He had oh, like, he all lost everything, everything. Yeah. And he recognized that that was bad. Like that was bad. Right. But he's like, that's from God too. And so anyways, uh, so Solomon here is saying, 
that we should remember to think of God in the midst of the bad and in the midst of the good. And as Job says, it is all from God. Um, And in Romans chapter 8, it says that God uses all things for his glory. And that includes the bad. That includes the evil. That includes the things that we think are taboo. God uses everything for his glory. Um, And so anyways, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I agree. Yeah, (laughs) I also agree. Nice. Uh, Still my answer, huh? It's definitely applicable to, like, my life recently because I guess it's kind of, like, or at least right now it just feels, like, melancholy, just, like, kind of bleh. Like, oh, no, mundane, back into another school year. Yeah. Woo. Fun. Woo. Woo. But but that's just a reminder. I mean, because it's talking about excitement. Like, in your excitement, don't forget God is real. But... Mm -hmm. I guess in contrast, that reminds me of like just the opposite, like, and just like, whatever, just don't forget God at all. And, uh, gosh, yeah, that's just a good reminder. Very helpful. Yeah. So then he goes on to say, remember God as you near the grave. So at this point he's, he's addressing the elderly again. Um, and so (laughs) Interesting. He's like, remember God as you near the grave. So he's just telling the youthful, remember God as you're doing all this, these exciting things. And now he looks at the old people and he says, remember God as you're about to die, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, and he says, remember God while you're young. Before, he goes back to the, to the young, but he says, remember God while you're young before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. So what's that mean? Before you die, remember God. And he goes on to say, uh, remember God while you're young, before the water jar is smashed, before the pulley at the well is broken. So he's saying, between all those analogies, he's saying to bring God to mind before it's too late. So to remember God in all of these moments, before you die, before, whatever, remember God before it's too late. And, yeah. uh, and so just a reminder that the Hebrew uh, word also means bring to mind. And so... So bring to mind God. And it says, for then dust will return to the earth, which means we die. And then the spirit will return to God who gave it. So um, what are y'all's thoughts on remembering God before you die? Like how many like times have y'all heard of stories um, where people are on their deathbed and they're, that's that all they can think of because they're scared of death, you know? Yeah. Honestly, I'm ready. Like if I died tomorrow and I was in heaven, I'd be like, all right, I'm sorry, everybody down there, but. Yeah. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Yeah, yeah I feel, at least right now, that feels like something that'd be quite foreign to us, considering we're like doing a Christian podcast and so and stuff like that. But uh, that's definitely going to. I mean, if someone who hasn't been active in the faith reads that, that's definitely going to jar them mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to get on your horse and get learning about God. Yeah, I mean, death is scary. I feel like I just yeah. had a conversation about this the other day. I don't remember who or where. I think it was for the, the answers that Haley sent us in the group chat. I don't remember. I don't know if I'm scared of death. I'm just like, I'm kind of ready. Like, that, yeah, that sounds no, weird, no. but like, yeah, I'm no, ready no, to I leave. Agree. Like, if yeah, I die yeah, now. I'd honestly rather dip out sooner than later. Yeah. If yeah, I no, die like, now, I feel bad for everybody I left behind. And like, it sounds yeah. selfish, but like, I know where I'm going and I'll see them eventually. Right. Like. I, it, it sounds stupid, but because like, a lot of people would be hurt here, but if I left, I I wouldn't complain too much at all. Like, I probably wouldn't complain right. at all. Yeah, no, and <laughs> I want to clarify. I uh, 
I personally don't think that death is scary. I just know the majority of people do think that death is scary because, like, we, technically, most people don't know what happens after death. Now, we as Christians, we know that the word of God is true, and we know what happens after death. Um, but for most people that don't believe that, which is the remaining, like, 40% of the population, um, they, uh, sorry, 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 60 to 70% of the population, world population. There we go. That's better math. Um, because the world population supposedly is like 30%, maybe 33% Christian, supposedly. Anyways, mm -hmm. so uh, anyways, I say that because so many people don't know what's going to happen, so they have this fear of death. Uh, I've said on the podcast before, though, that like, I would be so happy to be a martyr for Christ. Like I would just love that. Oh, yeah. Um, just, just to die for my faith. I mean, I feel like that's just like the best thing I could ever do to repay Jesus dying for me. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, so that's just maybe my own conviction, but... So then in verse 8, Paul goes on to say, sorry, <laughs> Paul, Solomon goes on to say, everything is meaningless, classic, classic Ecclesiastes. Everything <laughs> is meaningless. Like every chapter. Uh, dude, it's at least five times a chapter. It's Gotta so, be. It's so funny. Um, so, right. <laughs> um, everything is meaningless, says the teacher. So he's now he's trying to draw right. a, uh, trying to tell a story about uh, a teacher talking to some students. And he says, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. And so I'm just going to kind of summarize it. And he says, the teacher considered wise says this. And so I'm going to read you verses 11, 12, and 13. And where it says, I'm going to have to get on my mouth to the mic here. He says, the words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like nail-studded stick with a shepherd. Sorry, hello, I can't read. Their collected sayings are like a nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives the sheep. But my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful, for writing books is endless, and much study wears you out. And that's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. And so we read that, and it, it's, it's one of those passages where it's really easy to be like, okay, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And so you just keep reading, like go on to the next book or whatever, right? And so I, I had to sit and dwell on it to kind of put it into my own words what he's really saying. And so what I think he's saying um, is words of the wise and collected sayings are good, but it can also wear you out. And so it's also bad, right? And so like if you read like too much Proverbs, it's like, wow, that's too much wisdom or something. And so it just wears you out, right? Or if you write too much or if you study too much, uh, everybody can understand that. When we study too much, we just get drained. And so similarly, he's saying if you, you can – Read or write all these sayings and then be good, but you can do too much to where it's bad. It's like water, right? If we drink water, it's good, but if we drink too much water, it's bad for us. So he's saying, I think that's the point of Ecclesiastes is what he's saying. He says to show that anything can be good and bad. And since anything can be good and bad, life is meaningless. And so where is the meaning? And he says, so here's my conclusion. He says to fear God, which by the way, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Um, he says, so here's my conclusion. This is the whole point of Ecclesiastes right here. He says to fear God and obey his commands. So why would he say, after saying life is meaningless, to, uh, to fear God and obey his commands? Because our meaning is found in God. And so that's oh, the whole point. here we go. Yeah, so that's the whole point that he's been driving this entire book. He's like, look, this thing, uh, the, the best thing I found that had meaning in life kind of was hard work. And even then, it was meaningless. I, I tried sex. I tried money. I tried women. All these things, they were all meaningless. And he went through the entire book of Ecclesiastes. Everything in freaking life was meaningless except 
for the ability to fear God and his, obey his commands. He, so he's saying our meaning uh-huh. is found in God and his commands. And so he says that God will judge us for everything that we do, whether good or bad. And so he wrapped it up with that. I like it. He's a smart man, I think. I think he's a wise man. What do you guys think? Nah. Oh, oh not really. Nah. He's he's, he's iffy. He's, he's fine. Well, I think I think Elmer Thud is is wiser. <laughs> is that the hunting wabbits guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. He's pretty wise. Yeah. No, he's definitely definitely pretty wise. We should do songs of songs next. That's a good chapter. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hold up now. That's that's my favorite book. I'm just kidding. Your breasts are like favorite. gazelles on the street. Curtis, yeah, right. Curtis, we should do that. Just you and me, though. Just oh, just you and me. <laughs> hey. All right, Luke. We're going to have to go, guys. I got speed. All right. That could be bad for your marriage if your wife found out you were reading a song of songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did tell you all that Like on my honeymoon. That's the book that we read, right? Or I read, right? I mean, hey, that's that's fair. I mean, it makes sense. You, you didn't but... tell me that. But... No, no, I thought, no, I thought. How'd that conversation go? Yeah, no. So, growing up, I was always told not to read Songs of Solomon or uh, Song of Songs, whatever you want to call it, until I got married. And so, knowing that, I got married, and first thing I did was read Song of Songs. I was you on the honeymoon. Crack it open. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Your breasts like... are like fruit, and I will grab the fruit. That's what it says, dude. Song of Songs seven. It's weird. That's the weirdest one. Pretty much, yeah. I haven't um, read it. I'm waiting till marriage. There you go. Yeah, I read it. I, I read it pre-marriage. Oh, premarital. Got it. Oh, no. Premarital reading. You know. You better. You oh. better uh, ask for forgiveness. That's I gotta right. repent. That's 15 yeah. hail marys right there. Yeah. Pray the rosary, bro. There you go. Sorry, Mary. Tell God I'm sorry, Mary. I'm Catholic. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Sorry for making fun of the Catholics there. We love yeah, you. Sorry. Um, we make fun of everyone. We make fun of Pentecostal. We make fun of Baptist. We make yeah, fun of Luke. We make fun of Catholics. We're all dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all love Jesus. All so it out. But yeah, so I read Song of Solomon. And then that's where I discovered my favorite verse, which is Song of Solomon oh, no. 8, eight six. Oh. And so this will oh. be the segue, Codus. Um, what does that say? So it says, for love is as strong as death. His jealousy endures the oh. grave. Yeah, have I told you this? I think I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, for love is as strong as death, as jealousy endures the grave. And when I read that, it hit me like a ton of bricks, bro. And I sat there. I remember sitting on the couch in that Airbnb um, on the beach, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. That that line, right? (laughs) That line, that one, like, half verse. It's not even the whole verse. It's like half a verse. Yeah, it reminded me that the entirety of the gospel is summarized in just those six words for love is as strong as death well obviously there we go that's six words and his jealousy endures the grave so when i think of that like jesus his love like he loves us right jesus loves us so much he's willing to die for us there is no greater love than to, than to lay down one's life for a friend and so jesus exemplified the greatest love for us that anyone could he died for us and then yet he still can, uh, God chose to love us from the beginning of time. He, it, he enabled the redemption story for us so that we could be saved because he wants us to be saved, because he wants everybody to be saved. And because of that love for us um, and Jesus dying for us is like, like Christians, we believe that his death is the single most important uh, in his resurrection. It's the single most event in history, like most important event in history. And so because of that, um, Knowing now that love is as strong as death, and his death being that big a significant of an event, we know now that his love is just as significant of an event. 
And because his love is just as significant, he, he loves us every day. And so it's just like, ah, anyways, it, that, I could preach a whole hour long sermon on that. Um, but so I say all that because we've just read through the book of Ecclesiastes. We finished it today. Whoop, whoop. And finally, Ecclesiastes is over. Right. Oh, there we go. Right. We got, we got the applause. Yeah, thanks everybody. That was a live audience. We have a live audience behind right, our camera. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we have our own. Definitely. <laughs> we we, we pay them. Every time yeah. we record, we pay them to sit in our room. So Yeah, they're from um. Craigslist. <laughs> I don't know if they're illegal, but anyway, right. continue. Oh, um, and so anyways, so if you've listened to this podcast, you've listened to the entirety of the Ecclesiastes series, then you know now how important love is. You know now that life is meaningless without God. And so if you're in that boat and you're recognizing that you want to embrace God's love, you want to begin to love him back because he has already loved you for the, since the beginning of time. If you want to choose to love him back starting today, then Codus has a prayer for you. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Please forgive me and to come into my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Now please help me to live the rest of this life for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 All right, Luke, you want to close us out? I will close this out. And uh, I don't know. You want me to pray? Sure. If you or want, yeah, hit it, Fergie. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I need it, honestly. All right, let's maybe, do it. Maybe the rest of us can benefit from this, but... Uh, Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful day you've blessed us with. I know for me it hasn't been the greatest day ever, and I know for some listeners maybe it hasn't either. But you are there, and you are good regardless, and I thank you for that. Please help us to grow closer to you daily and to want to know you more. Love you, Lord, in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Godspeed.